He was a gherkin. A gherkin? No, not a pickle. He was a, a gurka. <laughs> Gurkha? Does that sound right? No, no. Uh, uh, now you 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 pushed the right word out of it. He was a a Gurkha. Sherpa. Sherpa. No, no, no. A Gurkha <laughs> is a, a, a person from Nepal oh. who serves in the British Army. In a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question. Will you see it? Hello, Ted. It is episode 180 of the Trailer Junkies podcast. And how are you this week? I'm doing well. Okay. Excited. Excited to be back in the saddle. It's a little chilly here in Los Angeles, uh, but I have my my new fuzzy sweater on and, you know, we'll, we'll see how this goes. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And, you know, and you kind of beat me to the punch. I was going to say, too, winter has arrived. <laughs> it's uh, been a cold week this week. We had some rain and and uh, I mean, the wind's kicking up and it we had some days that didn't get higher than like 54. And I know people in Minnesota are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's summer. <laughs> right. <laughs> But yeah, you know, I mean, it is it is a little chilly here, you know, to to be in in the in the fifties for a high, and we wake up and it's like thirty one or something, thirty two in the morning. Yeah, you guys, you guys are frost frost warning. Yeah, we did have it, but other than that, though, I mean, generally speaking, a slow week. So uh, we were talking in the green room a little bit that I am abstaining tonight. Uh huh. That's right. So no, no beer for a few days this week. I had some uh, PVCs, like preventricular contractions. I heard it both ways. Pre con wait, <laughs> preventricular contractions and preventricular complexes. Okay. I don't know which what the difference is, but whatever. It's not plastic. It's not PVC. That's right. It's not the plastic. So I hope not. That's too rigid and my heart will stop beating. But Oh, God. But yeah, so, you know, a couple of uh, days of arrhythmias here. And so I cut back on the coffee. And this morning I had no coffee and uh, just figured I don't need to have any beer that could lead to them too, some alcohol and stuff. And today, good news, I didn't have as best I could tell, I didn't have any today. None as noticeable as earlier this week. Oh, yeah. I mean, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday was, pr well, even what was yesterday? Friday. Yeah. Friday. Friday was probably the worst. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there were like, there was like one a minute. It was driving me insane. Ugh, I'm sure. Yeah. So Could, I couldn't imagine. And I, I was saying if it if they don't end by the weekend, I'm, I'm going to call my doctor Monday. And today I didn't have any. So I'm going to keep from coffee and keep from beer for a little bit. Make sure I can like keep the heart ticking properly. You know, you only have one of those suckers and I wanted to keep time. Uh, yeah. I wanted to keep it good. Like, like, uh, it's a metronome for life. Yeah. Like a Swiss, <laughs> a Swiss, uh, watch, you know, like a Rolex, if you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 Hawkeye's looking for his Rolex. <laughs> so, you know, other than that, I mean, that's kind of been my week and, the reason I'm not having any any beer tonight, but how about you? Are you you having a beer? Okay, I'm having a beer. Go for it. Yeah, you don't have to not drink on my behalf. Thank you. Uh, it's called an Omni. Oh man, an Omnipolo. Omnipolo, which means like one chicken or something, right? Uh, it's called In Plenty, and this is another one. I mean, look at this. Look at this thing. It's a cake. It's like a psychedelic cake. 
I can't. I don't know why I can't get away from these imperial stouts. They like they like the the not what do you call them dessert dessert stouts. I can't get away from them. imperial stout with co- coconut cocoa nibs vanilla added. Oh no, vanilla added. Uh, so it's in, you like all that perfume in your beer. I don't know. Sometimes I do, but you know, as we've as we noted, <laughs> it doesn't always work out. <laughs> That one was terrible. This only has coconut, cocoa nibs, and vanilla. So I like, you know, that seems pretty simple. Let's let's hope for the best on this one. Yeah. Yeah, because that one though, man, that thing was that was <laughs> I mean, that was definitely the worst beer I probably have ever had in my life. I mean, it was just that I'm was, glad I'm glad I could find it and we could we could do that together because Oh, I'm so glad you gave me like <laughs> a shit show. <laughs> I mean, to to have that by myself, you know, on the other end of this podcast, it felt so lonely. So for for you and Frank to. And I'm like, come on, don't be a wimp. Just (laughs) chug it. Yeah. Uh, So it smells. It smells lovely. Yeah. Give it. Give us some notes on it. I was I, I, I it didn't have any head whatsoever. And then I vigorously poured it and now it has too much head. But let's see. Yeah. No, I love the the color, too, because it has that like chocolatey looking the the chocolate looking head on there too it's really nice yeah oh yeah i mean it is it is like a chocolate cake it's what it sounds like i give it that yeah um but it is it is you know if you wanted a chocolate cake beer this is what you'd have have you seen the oreo sensations across all of social media recently i have not no so i'm getting served up there's both, you know, the naked wine, the na- not naked wine, uh, the barefoot wine, the barefoot wine. Oh yeah, I'm familiar with that. They have they have an Oreo thing. They have an Oreo flavor, and now there's Oreo beer. There's like beer with Oreo, oh, like God. it tastes like cookies and cream or something. So I'm 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 intrigued. I'm intrigued. I'm probably more with the wine <laughs> than the beer. Beer is easy to get there, but yeah. Let me ask: When is it no longer beer? <laughs> Right. I mean, you don't go to the monks and say, pour me an ale and they're like giving it to you with donuts and stuff. You know, I mean, (laughs) at some point, the ale, the ale is the ale and there's got to be a demarcation line when it's no longer ale. Right. Or lager. I mean, but when is it no longer beer? I don't know. No, no longer beer. Yeah, I mean the def- the definition of it is the the fermenting of of yeast and and right. I mean, right. you would know better than me the definition. I mean, as long as it has that stuff, you could put as much crap on top of it as you want, as long as it's not yeah, you know, adjuncts, adjuncts. Yeah, we saw the we saw where you could go wrong with it, and we know where you could go really wrong with it. But yeah, the adjuncts. You balance them out and it's okay, you know? So, I mean, if you are looking at, like, they have those, uh, what what are they called? Like, white claws or something or... Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> I, was, I was joking with Anna earlier this week uh, to get a... I was trying to get a, or a white claw out at dinner the other night. But, I mean, you have, like, you have, like, wine mm-hmm. and then you have, like, wine coolers and then you have, like, these energy drink type alcoholic drinks but like it's like they keep pushing the envelope with more like 
I don't know, just whatever they're trying to do, sweetness and all this stuff to get people who don't like to drink to drink or something. Right. And I mean, okay, so like a white claw, what what's the cat is that a wine cooler? What is the category? It's a malt it's a malt beverage. A malt beverage. Okay, so that's the category. You know, the the original is Zima, I believe. Oh, right, Zima. Ugh, Zima back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I would I would pound a case of Zimas, man, back in the day, and to just get drunk. Yeah, I think when we were kids, it was like the one thing that you could you would drink, and it it didn't really smell like anything. Like, oh, I see. You know, <laughs> like you could smell beer on somebody's breath. Sure, you could smell liquor on somebody's breath. But Zima, it's like you're drinking Sprite all day. You know, <laughs> it doesn't oh. really have that smell. Yeah, I got you. So then, because there has to be like for these crazy, whatever beers and such, mm-hmm. you know, there has to be like some other category or something, you know, like. Well, that's what I, that's what I think that I, they, yeah, they call it malt beverage and they they call it selt seltzers or spritzers or something. Yeah, I don't know. And it's just it's along those lines. But yeah, it's not a wine. It's not a even some of those wines that that have. Like the wine blends or the things that are like blends that are like, you know, mixed drinks in cans. Yeah, yeah. A lot of those are just malt beverages. You know, they just have alcohol. With flavoring. Alcohol in there with flavoring to approximate, you know, what uh, a Moscow Mule would taste like, but in a can, you know? <laughs> oh, I follow you. I follow you. So so it doesn't have hard liquor in it, so they can sell it in a in a regular, like like a beer and wine place can sell the Moscow mules because they're a lower alcohol content and they don't have hard liquor in it. Yeah, I got you. Well, with that. (laughs) So how about you? What's how's your week been other than uh, your new sweater there in Chile in L.A.? My new sweater, Chile in L.A., um, the Airtable project is up and running. Uh, this guy. Many parts of it are running. Other parts, you know, we have we have a couple contractors. Well, we have one contractor in particular who also has a podcast about Airtables. Oh man, I'm excited. I I might I might hit her up. We'll see how. I'll say we'll you got to get I'm, on that one. We'll see how the development goes, and we'll <laughs> we'll we'll collab. I bet that's an exciting podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Air table talk. I finished. I finished. Uh, speaking of exciting, I finished my book, uh, uh, "A World Without Email." Okay, and and I and I am so I'm so excited about this topic of 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 process and the work work process, and yet I am so violently aware of how uninteresting this can be. So I don't understand how I can be so enthralled with this subject matter and this thing. <laughs> Right. And yet and yet fully understand that like when I talk to you or Anne and the kids or any of my friends or any of my coworkers even, I have to preface it and be like, I understand this is deathly boring, but but really just stick with me for a minute and we can we can have like an interesting analogy to something else. But but yeah, I, I love Cal Newport. I'm gonna read a couple more of his books. And by read, of course, I mean listen to on Audible. So <laughs> I mean, people have been trying to kill emails since like the eighties. Right. You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, are are they ever gonna kill email? I don't see it ever happening. It's so it's not <laughs> you you asked the question and now you owe the Pandora's box. It's not about killing email. It's about it's about right sizing every interaction. So that when someone reaches out, 
email has turned into a, a multi-purpose tool that it should never have got, you know approached this this prominence where everybody can always offload all of their work to other people by putting by sending an email out and you know they can always ask for the minutia of something and you know just put the ball in somebody else's court and it happens a lot more than it it has to and it kind of removes some of the friction in communication that is necessary so that other people can do their jobs you know what I mean? so so they are so their creative work isn't you know sidelined by answering emails all day so I think that's the question of like it it's about you know 60% of your day when it should be 10% of your day. Yeah, and see I think getting to inbox 0 is a bad idea. Yeah. Because if you're good at if you're good at responding to email and doing email and working email and stuff, all that does is invite more email because people are like, "Oh, looks like Look at how quickly Jim handles all this. Stuff. Look at how responsive <laughs> Ted is. Ted he emails me back. He's detailed. He has all the attachments. I'll email him more. I will. I will give my one boss, my, my my current boss, some kudos for that. Because I every now and then I'll like see this huge like train wreck of an email thread come through. And I'll and I'll offline it with him in a Slack message and be like, all right, here's the 10 ways we can handle this. And he's like, let's just wait. Let's just give it a little time. See if all these the other 50 people that are on this email, they could maybe they can solve it amongst themselves. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and then nine times out of 10, it happens and they yeah. all take care of it. I'm like, oh, thank God. But oh, it's cognitive cycles that you're actually cutting down on. Every time you go and you check your email, and I'm I'm getting, I feel like I'm doing this. I feel like I go to check my emails sporadically throughout the day, and maybe I should codify that and do it only once every two hours or something like that. But I think that that is a good way to do it. Um, but these cognitive cycles, it really harkens back to my, one of my favorite books that I don't know. I think you read it. I, I sent you a copy, the The Attention Merchants. Yes. Yeah. So that's about the consumer attention. Right. But this is about somebody's cognitive space within their workspace. So email occupies cognitive cycles. And um, Cal Newport, instead of calling it attention merchants, he has a phrase that he calls attention capital. So he thinks of your workers. They're not only, you know, you would think, oh, there's one worker, there's Jim at work. But you're actually paying for cognitive cycles that Jim can handle during a workday, you know? So every cognitive cycle that you give to checking your email or like hearing a bing and then going to check your email is a cognitive cycle you don't get to spend on reviewing a student's records or dealing with that well and every time you're distracted i don't remember i mean there's some crazy number but it takes like 20 minutes to get back on track fully and that, and i and i realized that's what i love about our podcast time because now ann's out of town and i'm like ann you know you can't talk to me for the next two hours i don't know <laughs> i just want to make sure that we're level set here you know? yeah there you go there you go <laughs> It's a little locked off time here. Yeah, that, you know, but that's the thing. I mean, email talk with Jim and Ted. There and, you go. Uh, yeah, business cycles or cognitive cycles. and Cognitive cycles and uh, attention capital. That's it, man. All right. So speaking of attention capital, I mean, Harry Potter's had people's attention for 20 years now. Uh, is it that long?
long? No, it's not that long. 20th anniversary. Return uh, to Hogwarts. So long. Yeah. Oh, it's in the title right there. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Harry Potter, 20th anniversary. Return to Hogwarts. HBO Max on January 1st. So it looks like just, what, a bunch of interviews and people just giving their first-person perspective on their experience doing the movies or something. Yeah. It's like a where are they now? You know? And so, of course, it's right. the, the this particular first-look teaser is a little half cocked, right? I would say it, uh, it's a little too much of a teaser, right? You you saw it and you're like, I already saw this, right? <laughs> like yeah. it, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't for, put forward the the specialness of what's coming on January first. I do like the teaser of the Daily Prophet newspaper when it oh, okay. says it right in there, you know, kind of the, mm-hmm. the the reunion or whatever. Right. But I don't know. Just reminiscing with the cast and stuff. It's where are they now? Yeah. Are you interested? I don't know if I am. I'm interested in, you know, I'm interested in the top the top bill guys, you know, the 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 Emma. <laughs> What's her name? Emma Watson. Emma Watson and Daniel Radcliffe. I'm interested in those guys. Um, and I've seen I've seen both of them. You know, they they're both still working. So it's it's that's what I mean. It's not like they're old people retired. They're like in their 30s. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're bringing I mean, I get it. It's 20 years and it was like this major book series, this major movie series. I mean, it captured the the love of I, the Western world, if not, maybe and maybe beyond. Yeah. How many languages? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what? Right. <laughs> but do you need to like, I mean, I like him as kids. I don't know if I want to see Neville with the big full beard. <laughs> and we've and I think we've had similar marketing pieces or similar specials over the past 20 years, maybe at 10 years or at 15 years, they did something like this. If not all inclusive, they did parts and pieces. Cause I've definitely heard stories of like, Oh, when Emma, Emma was young, she would mouth all the words to all the other actors lines and stuff like that. I was like, Oh, that's great. That's so funny. And then they showed some outtakes of her actually doing that. And I'm just like, Oh, great. All right. So we did it. We reviewed it. <laughs> We've already revisited it. So, I mean, I have HBO Max. Do you, do you have HBO Max yet or not yet? You're still waiting. You're waiting. Not yet. No, I don't know. I mean, yeah, we're probably going to uh, wait for uh, House of the Dragon, which okay. I think is coming in April. I'm not really sure. but All right. But yeah, and then we'll probably jump on it then. I mean, I don't know. It's like I wouldn't. This is not tipping. This is not tipping the scale for, for you. Like if we had it, I wouldn't mind watching. I don't right. I don't think I'm going out of my way to get HBO for this, though. Like, it's not, I mean, yeah, where are they now? I mean, okay, who cares? <laughs> everyone that, everyone that you care about, you've seen where they are. That's exactly right. And you've, and you've done it. Yeah. Yeah. And even some of the lesser actors in Harry Potter are still bigger actors in their own movies. Yeah. So it's not as if they're just some B-rated actor or something that just fell off. I mean, there's good actors in that played a lot of different characters and stuff, you know? And yeah, I don't know. It's and we, well, and we recently watched all the movies with the boys and we're currently reading the books again, you know, with them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think you're more into it for the characters and the age they were when they played the characters than old people. Too much of a reminder of how old we all are. And stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 
I I was in I was in Costco today and uh I was buying a couple of things, only a couple of things. And uh we're in checkout line and Bryce wanted to get lunch. So, you know, he he wanted to go out, you know, some of the Costco's the food's outside. So, I gave him my credit card. I gave him my credit card which has the Costco card on it because I had my phone with the Costco card in the phone, right? So I could pay in here. Okay. So, he went out there out there to buy his hot dog or whatever. And I was get, going up to scan my stuff and they're like, oh, I said, oh, my son has the card and I know you have to scan the barcode on the back, but this, my phone app doesn't have like the back. It's just the credit card. It's just the RF. What is it? The RFD? The Yeah, maybe. The the <laughs> the little scanner in there so I could pay with it, but I couldn't scan it. They're like, oh, we can look it up with your ID. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's so nice. You're on your son's account. And I was like, oh, my God. You think my son has, has an account? He's twelve years old. Like, how old do you think I am? How old do you think he is? Like, what's going on? Like, is my is my salt and pepper beard too much for you to, to think that I'm like seventy five years old or something? I know it's like Gramps over here. <laughs> it's so nice for your son to put you on his on his on his Costco account. Anyway, yeah. So Harry Potter twenty years ago, eh. I'll watch it. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Like I said, if we had it, I'd watch it. But, you know, and maybe we will in April. Mm-hmm. So put it on the back burner. There you go. Speaking of back burner, <laughs> October 7th, 2022. Holy cow. You know, let's ri- let's let's just ride the coattails of uh, of uh, No Way Home is what this this is. This is the, the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Part one. Part one. Yeah. Not until October. What the heck? So this is a teaser. October was just like a month ago. <laughs> it's a teaser trailer. We're getting a long lead out. It's a beautiful, beautiful piece of uh, of marketing art the, of 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 a trailer trailerness. Um, and it's and it's like I said, riding the coattails of of the big push. So you think that's what it is? Then that's why they have it out now. Yeah, you know the the Spider Verse is one of the few multi movie line franchises that that Sony has. So you got to leverage everything you got, you know, at all times. So it makes complete sense. And then to say across the Spider-Verse, I think that's a nod to the multiverse without fully, you know, it's like it's a it's a play on it. And I know there is a spider, the Spider-Verse, but it is the multiverse. I don't know. I, I think it's it's a nice distinction from the full MCU. Well, and trailer wise, We've seen uh, teaser trailers that have been like three minutes. Yeah. Because, you know, there's no exposition or anything. It's just like they're just throwing mad dashes of, <laughs> of just eye candy at you for, for three minutes. Now we have what I would consider a teaser trailer mm-hmm. and they're calling them first looks. Is this something new? No, I think they've had first looks a long time. And I think that's you know a way to to do the wink and the nod that this is super long lead stuff oh okay way too early and what way too early what you're seeing is the only thing we have finished so <laughs> well it feels like they finished some of this stuff for this trailer so yeah yeah no the trailer looks cool i like it i like how it starts the trailer looks amazing yeah i like how it starts in his room and you know his girlfriend whatever is trying to get him to to cut out on his grounding <laughs> Well, he's grown up, right? Like exactly. he's definitely grown up. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like a lot of fun. I'm assuming what uh, Peter Porker is going to come in on this and stuff. And <laughs> is it going back to that to that first one or? I don't 
don't think so. I don't know. I mean, who knows who we're going to see in here? You know, I think right. we have Miles and Gwen for sure. Um, and then the rest of them, who knows how they're going to fold in. It looks like a lot of fun. I mean, we enjoyed the first one. Yeah, immensely. Yeah, I mean, was, I'm, was... I'm a huge fan of this. I think um, into the, what is it? Far, what is it? No Way Home or No Way Home is going to is going to be amazing, but I think I like this better and I can't tell whether, you know, I, I, I think it might out outshine it a little bit. It's very exciting. So we'll see. We'll see if, if people will have forgotten this. It'll definitely be in front of um, Spider-Man No Way Home. See, and that's where titles, you know, because you're, you're even confused. No Way Home, know, totally. Far From Home. I mean, I don't know. Is he going home? Is he at home? <laughs> Does he even have a home? Is this he is homeless? Spider-Man uh, Miles is grounded at home. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's like all these crazy titles. All right, so let's uh, finish up with a foreign film. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Operation Fortune. Ruse de Guerre. Ruse de Guerre. Yeah. I mean, another like heist Guy Ritchie movie that just looks so much fun and amazing. I mean, you know, with the with the harsh stops and starts, uh, the British guys, it's like uh, lock stock and two smoking barrels and great movie. Yeah. All these, you know, I mean, it just looks snatch snatch. I mean, right in Anne's wheelhouse, I think. <laughs> And will eat this up crazy. Like, I think the gentleman is probably one of our mo- most f- one of our one of our favorite recent heist movies. You know, I think within the past five years, it was very surprising to us that the gentleman missed us. Like, you know, we didn't really see it. There was a lot of fanfare around it, so we got it. We caught it on the on 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 a rental. It's funny though how Anne gets into these movies. Ugh. You know, it, like. She doesn't watch anything we like, uh-huh. but she does like these. There's something about the 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 meter and the timing of a heist movie, and I think everything for her, everything leads back to Ocean's Eleven, I guess. Right. And and it, you know, if it has, I think she just needs a mental puzzle, and I think the mental puzzle is the part that that keeps her going. I think it's the reason she likes Knives Out. You know, Knives Out was a great mental whodunit. You know, I think it's the, the if you can have a whodunit wrapped in a heist, then then that's that's where this goes. And, you know, it, it, it just has to be a level of complexity. You know, she watches she she watches some of the action, some of the big blockbuster action stuff she'll watch. She'll watch Pirates and there's no real complexity to that. <laughs> but that's just a childhood favorite of a ride and stuff like that so but but yeah the things that we get into are that have a level of complexity to it that just gives your mind something to tool on while you're watching fun uh fun action sequences and doing all that stuff i mean yeah we love that code red and the turns and twists in that yeah i agree i mean i think uh you know any one of those kind of movies when there's different twists and you don't see things coming and then what the path you think the movie's going down then leads to a new like there's a turn and it's like okay now where are we headed right and then they introduce new actors that then bring in a new <laughs> a new level of flair that you know i mean yeah that that's how this appears right and you know and then 
uh, Statham just rides the wave the whole way through as different people are <laughs> popping in and out. You know, I saw I saw a, a question come across my Twitter saying, like, name an actor who plays the same person in every role they play. And it had a picture of The Rock. <laughs> and it says, I'll start. Here's The Rock. And it had picked four pictures of The Rock, you know, like in a, in a little in a little square. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and they're all The Rock in a T-shirt with the th- with Henley T with the three buttons and a little sweat right in the middle. And the same exact color, right? And it was the four pictures of The Rock looking, and they're like, this is from four different movies. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, The Rock is The Rock. And I think Jason falls into that same category. Where he, he totally just, does. He's that meathead. He's handsome Rob. He is always going to be handsome Rob. Yeah, he's always the guy who shows up in the heist movie with some weapon. <laughs> you know, he always has the same haircut or or not. <laughs> not. Yeah, you know, and, and yeah, just the snarky. I don't know assassin guy yeah in every movie you know but yeah it looks a lot a lot of fun I mean I'm definitely going to catch this one yeah I mean I don't have much to say about it other than the the trailers all over the place and I I what I what I want to do with trailers like these is just go frame by frame and count the deaths (laughs) it's like in in two and a half minutes, how many people die? Right, and then and then it's like how much sound design can be done to to the sound of guns cocking and bullet, you know what I mean, like and bullets falling or whatever it is. It's always like, yeah, and the <laughs> Dean Martin plays nice throughout too, you know, as they're going to the party and all that good yeah, stuff. So yeah. yeah, I like the Dean Martin. Another one that I really enjoyed too, I, um sort of reminds me of this well maybe not the action sequences but the billionaire sort of gun runner arms dealer uh-huh. was lord of war uh nick cage nick cage yeah okay and it had those twists a little bit it was you know towards the end there of how things play out and so on and and uh yeah that was a really cool movie too. have you ever seen that one um i think i have I know, I know the movie you speak of, but yeah, I'm, I'm think I'm getting it confused with uh, what's the one with the two guys, Dogs of War. Dogs of War is that the one? I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, so War Dogs is the one I was thinking of. War Dogs, and it has um, Jonah Hill as, as another gun runner. Oh, okay, never heard of that one. Yeah, but yeah, gun runner, gun runners, you know arms dealers and you know i think the thing about those is we know they exist we know they're in the world we know how all these african tribal gangs and stuff Uh, get a hold of all these weapons and everything they're not tied to whatever country they come from but yet they're they're weapons from those countries and there's like these middle people and you know i always like those kind of stories though just because sometimes truth is crazier than fiction (laughs) Like Project Operation Odessa. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes you can't write that stuff. <laughs> I still laugh every time about that movie, though, when they're in the in the sub in the sub yard, the, the naval yard in the Soviet yeah. or in the old Soviet Union. You can't bring a camera here; they're going to find it, and that's going to be the end of it. Next thing you know, the the old generals are like, take <laughs> a like, picture, like posing for the camera, <laughs> take pictures, do selfies. <laughs> Dude, that movie was amazing. Uh, All right, man. So, uh, I, I mean, I know you guys are watching this. I'm watching this. So, what have you been watching? Hundred percent. What have I been watching? So, we're we're all we're all cut up on uh, Hawkeye. You? We are. Yeah. 
amazing. Did you did you see it coming? Because Audrey saw it coming. Uh, the which part? Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! All right, wait. Put the spoiler alert on. So w- wait, are you talking about the Black Widow that was fighting? Yes. Her? Yes. Is that her sister, Ro- Romanov's sister? Yes. That's what I thought. Yeah. Did you ever see Black Widow? No. Oh, man. You got to watch Bla- Black Widow's on. It's on the platform. Oh, OK. I'll watch it. What platform? It's on Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. OK. Sometimes we call it the platform. The platform. I like that. <laughs> Insider talk. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So it, at the end of that movie. She's given a dossier of like, wouldn't you like to get the person who killed your sister and given a picture of Hawkeye? Oh, so you knew that she was going to show up somewhere somehow. But Archie was like screaming. She was like, it's it's um, Pew. It's Pew. I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Dad, what'd you do? It's Pew. (laughs) But yeah, uh, Florence Pugh is one of her favorite actresses. Uh, she loves the little women with Florence Pugh in it, and she and Florence Pugh and 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 uh, her boy Timothy Chalamet, you know, were hooking up in that movie. Um, so one of her favorite actresses, and so she was happy to see her on the small screen. And I'm glad they did a reveal. What's the significance with the Rolex watch, though? Oh, I don't think I don't know. I, I see. My thought is that we're gonna we're we're all being played with uh, in lines of. Uh, Kingpin. I think Kingpin is their big boss, the master boss of everyone. Oh, okay, yeah. And I think between Kingpin and now the rumblings of people saying that Daredevil have, you know, the Netflix rights to Daredevil have finally uh, fallen off. Okay. And now the rights are back with Marvel. So Marvel can then revamp daredevil and we're gonna get the same actor who played daredevil for all those years oh cool as the daredevil in this unit in the mcu so it's really nice that we're gonna have some continuity but he's gonna have to start over from scratch i don't understand i don't know i don't know the legal ramifications of of what happens to all those seasons of daredevil that live on netflix so audrey audrey wants to start watching that together next have you seen daredevil i did i saw the first couple seasons it was good well there's only like two seasons i think maybe three i think so yeah but I think it was a little dark, and that's why Audrey was like, let's watch it as a family. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if Bryce wants to see this. I know that Jessica Jones, Bryce can't see, and I'm pretty sure Luke Cage, Bryce can't see. Or Well, and then uh, Daredevil rolls into the Punisher. Yeah, the Punisher, I don't think he can see. Yeah. So I think maybe Daredevil, but maybe just that first season. I don't know. Right. We'll see. I'll, I'll watch it separately, or Audrey and I'll watch it separately. But yeah, Hawkeye's still going strong. I'm 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 digging it. Still amazing. Yeah, still fun. They brought the LARPers back. I love that. <laughs> right. LARP- LARPers are in the house, you know, making the stuff. Like doing illegal things like getting evidence and stuff from the fr- from the evidence locker. <laughs> They're like we can, we can we can make it happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um oh, and then I went back to watch Tick Tick Boom. So I told somebody, I think I told Audrey about Tick, Tick, Boom, and I was like, eh, I watched the first half hour. I didn't really get into it. And then she goes, oh, that's that guy who wrote Rent. Um, you know, right. And he was, he was the guy who created Rent. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I was like, and then I heard the, the tragedy of he died the day before opening night of Rent on Broadway at 35. Did you hear about that? I remember some story about it. I don't know uh, the details tragic. of it. Yeah, yeah. Tragic. And uh, aortic dissection, very similar to uh, John Ritter, 
passing away. But this is the story of the the play he wrote before that one, or I don't know how many before, but when he was when he was writing up to his thirtieth birthday. And you know, it's interesting. And then the musical pieces are very Lin Manuel Miranda, and I think that's what I was kind of pushing up against. It was a little too much in. Lin-Manuel Miranda's voice. And I was like, oh, I've been here, seen this, done that, you know, like Hamilton better. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I couldn't get the specialness of this. Uh, but then they had this one number where they are all in a diner and they're talking about Sunday brunch. And all the people in the Sunday brunch are famous Broadway people. I'm sure, and like, I, I, I recognize half of them because half of them are from Hamilton. <laughs> and then the others that are older, I'm like, oh, these must be like old stalwarts from you know broadway past and i'm like oh bernadette peters i know she's broadway i know she's older you know and then some bunch of people i don't know but i'm sure are from broadway and then um felicia rashad which i'm like oh it's amazing you know so i love the nod to the old broadway kind of stuff so it was great and it kind of it went through the the paces very nicely and it and i guess i just put aside the fact that it's had that Lin-Manuel Miranda voice and tried to think of it as this Jonathan Larson story. Overall, I mean, you liked it a lot better now that you were a little more patient sitting through it. Yes, yes. And and watching it with the kids. Like, I think it was, it oh, was, okay. a, good, it was yeah. a good movie to watch with the kids. I didn't know in the first, you know, the first half of it if it was going to be worth their while or or, or or too risque, too much sex or something. But there was not, nothing in there that kids can't see or my, at least my kids. And what what platform was it on? It wasn't on it's Netflix. 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 OK. Yeah. yeah. Not the platform. Not the platform. <laughs> but the platform. Um, but other than that, what else have I watched? I think that's about it. How about you? What are you watching? Uh, we're continuing with The Witcher. So we're okay. finishing that. I think we have like one or two episodes to go. I'm not exactly sure. And the second season starts uh, in about a week. So looking forward to that. Again, the latest episode of Hawkeye we did. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and then I did two different mountaineering documentaries, both on Netflix. One is The Alpinist. So it was about this guy, Marc-Andre Leclerc, uh-huh. and he was this soloist sort of a climber who would do these like outrageous peaks mm-hmm. down in Patagonia and all this stuff and in the winter and Ugh. ice climbing. And it was like all this crazy, crazy stuff he would do and everything. And uh, great story. A lot of fun to watch. Sad at the end because you kind of know where you, you, oh. you get the idea where it's going after a while, right. you know, and stuff. And and then the other one was 14 Peaks. Oh, I saw that. I saw that on pop up on my list. Yeah, it was it was great. So this guy from Nepal, Nims, he's uh, from Kathmandu, your old stomping mm-hmm. ground. <laughs> So there's 14 peaks over 8,000 meters. Mm-hmm. And the first guy to ever do it, and maybe the last guy, I don't remember. He, it took him 16 years to do all 14. Oh, Jesus Christ. So this guy's <laughs> like, I'm going to do it in seven months. Wow. And uh, the only thing that slowed him down was was not getting permission to go to the last peak in China. Oh, wow. And the whole world is bombarding the Chinese with like emails and I'll c- just let him in, let him in to climb this mountain. Man. Exactly. Exactly. All over the internet, you know, and they finally do. They give him the window 
and uh, he did it like just over six months. Ah, it's awesome. Yeah, and the guy's story is great. You know, he he was a gherkin, a gherkin? No, not a pickle. He was a, a gurka, gurka. Does that sound right? No, no. Uh, um, now you 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 pushed the right word out of it. He was a a gurka, sherpa, sherpa. No, no, no. A gurka. <laughs> Is a, a person from Nepal oh. who serves in the British Army. Oh, oh, oh! I'm sorry, I did not know that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, is, is it? No, he was never a Sherpa. No, he wasn't. Okay. So, and he was like the first Gherkin. Is it a Gherkin? Let's look this up. Okay, Gherkin or Gurkha? <laughs> I forget how to spell it. J G H Gherkin British Army. A Gurkha. Yeah, I was right. A Gurkha. Gurkhas. And I guess they're like just badass soldiers in the British army, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and they serve today and everything. And he wound up being the first, how would you pronounce it? Nepalese or something, I guess. Nepali. Nepal. Oh, no, it says Nepalese. Yeah. Yeah. So he would be, he was like the first one to ever serve in like their special forces. And, you know, the guy's just a total badass, you know, and, <laughs> and then they were doing like testing on him, like uh-huh. f- uh, f- physiologic testing on him. Right. Right. Because, you know, of how, how like the top athletes in the world on the certain test, they peter out after like 90 seconds and the, the length of the test is three minutes. And if, if you can make three minutes, like, you know, and he's like the only guy to ever do like three minutes and stuff. You know? <laughs> oh, the, the trailer is badass. He has his tattoos on his back of the peaks. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The dude is like, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing. I would highly recommend, especially Anne's gone. You know, this is like. Well, it's so funny. So Anne Anne was leaving and I'll tell you what I didn't watch this week. I started to watch it, you know, like I go in for lunch and we watch. Oh, okay. I have another one. But we we started for lunch, you know, for this week. But she was packing to go back east. And I start, I pulled up. Uh. Your your recommendation, never forget, best of nine eleven or turn, turning point. Oh yeah, yeah. Turning point nine eleven. Too soon. And I started it. No, but I'm just like, Anne's getting on a plane in two days. I'm not gonna oh. watch this for lunch. <laughs> yeah. Good call. Good call. So so I'll put I'll put it I'll put that back on the list now that, that I fi- finished Tick Tick Boom, which she was not she wasn't into that. Um, but what we ended up watching was black and black and white. Have you seen? Did, did I tell you about this? Uh, the, no. The Colin Kaepernick documentary. Oh well, we covered it. We covered it, right? We covered yeah. the trailer. Yeah. We covered the trailer, but I started watching the show. The show is so impactful. I think as he has white two white parents that adopted him. Right. But just the obliviousness of that, and I, I really am interested to see how his parents feel about this documentary because it kind of paints them as like. A little insensitive to his to his plight, you know, as they're going on these baseball um, tournaments and stuff like that, and they check into hotels, and he's getting like harassed by the staff of the hotel because he's black and and they're white, you know. What I mean? And they're yeah, like, "Yeah, sir, is this man bothering you?" And they're like, "Yes, he's bothering me, but but there's nothing I can do about it. He's my son, you know what I mean? Like, he's trying to make light of it and make a joke of it. I know it's on, you know." That's a nice thing to do, I guess, but it it's just it just rings very very poignant, you know. I I think we're only about three or four episodes in, and Anne's like, oh, "You can go ahead and watch it without me." I'm like, "No, when I find something that we can watch together, 
I will save it to watch together. There are much fewer things we can watch together than the things I can find to watch on my own. And what is it, about 10, 10 episodes? I think it's even less than that. Okay, yeah. But yes, I will watch uh, Turning Point now that she's away, and then uh, and we will talk about that next week. Yeah, and a lot of the stuff in there that you'll you'll see is like... The stuff that you know, but you don't know the details. And then when right. you learn the details, you're like, dude, it's criminal. <laughs> you know, it's just unbelievable. Right. All the stuff we've done. And it's and then you think about it. It's like, obviously, the, the rear view mirror is cleaner than the windshield, you know? Yes. But at the time, you, you're like, OK, we have to respond. We have to do something. In retrospect, you look back and you're like, OK, 3,500 people died on that day. How many millions died in response to that day? Right. And it's just like it's oh, it's 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 horrible to think about it, you know, and, and all the stuff. I mean, the drone strikes and just all the craziness that we've done, you know. Right. But yeah. Anyway, that's all I, I've watched. Um, Kind of a short week watching. Just. Yeah. I mean, we're we're heading into the holiday season. So exactly. You know, like work is slowing down and everything's kind of coming to a grind, you know. Work was super busy for me because next year, uh, uh, next week is finals week. Oh, that's right. And and people listening to this finals will be over by the time you hear this. Right. But yeah, it's finals week. So leading up to finals week, I don't see kids really for finals because I can't be like, oh, yeah, come see me. And oh, sorry, you didn't take your final. You failed. (laughs) So obviously I'm not seeing kids during finals week. So I cram in so much stuff to try and like get everything done like this was my last week in a sense right yeah yeah so next week it's like all that i did this week next week's like you have to do the paperwork for it all the paperwork for it exactly you know so it's a lot of office kind of work make make sure you have cognitive cycles you could dedicate to the paperwork oh i have cognitive cycles coming out of my ears (laughs) so and then when's Anne return then? Anne comes back on Monday. Oh, okay. A few days. So just uh, just the weekend, really. This is a long weekend. She left yeah. on Friday, comes back on Monday. Okay, cool. And she went by herself or? She went solo. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, on Thursday night, Audrey had uh, another water polo game. Ah. She, she they lost this week uh. to uh, Notre Dame High School. It was one of those losses. It it was very close. It was 9-7, I think, at the end. But I was just so proud of the way Audrey and her team played that it was like it was a good loss. Like you lost, but you like gave it your all and you you came back and you 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 know really challenged him. And I and I could and I can start to see the technique and stuff. And I'm like, oh, you were swimming, you were swimming on the inside of your the, your man, like you didn't let her beat you, you know? Right, right, right. And you were, and you were dunking her really good. Like you were like, you were putting your, because they like, sometimes they want you to foul just to, to get in their head or something like that, you know? Sure. Yeah. So, so part of it was just like, you know, and then she started this, this thing where she just slaps the water. Around the person, like as you're like going for the ball, you just start smacking the water around it. And I'm like, this is genius. I whoever came up with this technique is amazing because it's so disorienting. And so it just throws everyone. Off. Everyone's like lost, like you're like you're a seal, like just slapping the water. And she's and she's so good at it. It's amazing. I love it. Well, you know, you get in your head, you know, like the trashers. exactly exactly. just pop them that's right (laughs) yeah somebody got a bloody nose and i was like audrey did you give the girl a bloody nose she was like i think it was my teammate but it might have been me i did i smacked her (laughs) you know whether i did or i didn't she deserved it (laughs) 
Oh, it's so funny. All right, man. Sounds good. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, Operation Fortune for sure. Yeah. And then yeah, the Harry Potter one we'll get to in April when you get or to something it. when yeah. we get to it. And Spider-Man, I, I, I we'll see more of it, I hope. I mean, October, yeah. I'll forget about it by then. <laughs> we'll, we'll have the other trailers in, in the meantime. And you'll remind me we did it and I'll just be totally lost. So <laughs> That was in episode 180. That we <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Ted, you have a good one, right. man. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Right. Next week, join Jim and Ted as they disarm another Hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece. Remember, the holy trinity of podcasting. Subscribe, like, share. Special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the voiceover and Rogelio for the music.